This episode of Nintendo Expansion Pass is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our family of podcasts, head over to patreon.com slash bossrushmedia or search for us on the Patreon app on your smart device. Thanks for helping us build something better. Welcome to Nintendo Expansion Pass here on Bosch Rush Games. I'm your host, the Enlightened Excited Eddie V. But don't know why I'm about to get stuck saying my own intro. <laughs> Joining me is the wise Wisconsin I himself, Mr. Jesse Douglas. Hello, good sir. How's it going, everyone? Yes, and everybody, of course, is our wise wrestling <laughs> night. <laughs> our wise wrestling night, <laughs> Mr. Josh Martinez. Hello. Hello. I'm happy I finally got a nickname, Ed. Yes. Uh, we are going to be discussing uh, Nintendo and Microsoft. Um, this 10-year agreement that they made on with Activision games uh, coming to Nintendo's future platforms or just Nintendo platforms in general for the next 10 years if Microsoft acquires Activision. The discussion actually is going to uh, revolve around. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but it's going to be like, what can Microsoft bring to Nintendo and what can Nintendo bring to Microsoft if they ever decided to make games for each other platforms? So, uh, of course, me and Jesse used to host Arsenal X, so we kind of know our stuff about Mark uh, Xbox. Uh, me and Josh talk a lot about Nintendo uh, during the chat and everything. And uh, of course, if you guys didn't know, uh, Jesse used to be a part of Nintendo Power Block back in the day. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we, you and Corey did Power Block, uh, Arsenal X, and uh, um, AX. I think. We uh code name uh nx the, the nx yeah, show NX, yeah so yeah. uh we, we used to do a lot of podcasts <laughs> and, yeah. and everything but i kind of want to ask you guys and, and just get your thoughts uh when you heard that microsoft uh went into agreement with nintendo to support them with the activision games for 10 years um what were your thoughts? Even though Microsoft hasn't acquired uh, Nintendo, th- the way that it first said, stated, it was stated that Xbox games would be coming to Nintendo. Now, little pe- people c- were confused, but if that did happen, what do you think could be the results from it? Um, Josh, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, my, my thought was um we really kind of opened the forbidden door here. I mean, that was kind of, um, I mean, console wars have been a thing since gaming's ever, ever been around. Um, I would like to say, I don't think Xbox has really gotten caught up with N- Nintendo versus Xbox, but I, but I mean, people have drawn their lines. They've said, Hey, I want to be this console and this console only. And I mean, the three of them both had, all three have their their exclusives that they didn't want to do that. This agreement doesn't really change the exclusive. And I mean, we look at it, it's really just Microsoft trying to say, hey, look, it, it's combating Sony's complaints of you're going to hold a monopoly on Call of Duty. That's really what a lot of this is about. But for me, it looked a lot like we, we we've cracked the forbidden door. I mean, we've never 
kind of seeing this collaboration between two big gaming companies. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I am younger and I might not remember some of the things, but I don't feel like we've seen this kind of a collaboration, albeit this small, um, that really, I think, could lead to some cool things. Right now, it's very minuscule of what it could be. But I just, for me, the big thing was I'm like, we've cracked a forbidden door, a door that doesn't get broached very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, the closest thing would have been like the Dreamcast was, was a, you know, Microsoft helped in creating, you know, like a, a part of that. Um, but they also weren't in the console business yet. So, yes. but like, you know, but they did kind of in a way almost team up you know, to bring the Xbox, you know, to, you know, the very first one in because they kind of worked with, with Sega and getting some of those uh, exclusives and, and, you know, being basically the replacement for the next Sega, you know, console. But, but yeah, Yeah. that's about as close as it comes that we've seen. I know Nintendo did put one of their games on the Atari 2600, which was Mario Brothers. Yep. And that was before they got their own console. But Nintendo was doing arcade games. And as time passed, Nintendo were, were working with like Capcom to have games put on like the Game Boy with Legend of Zelda and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a company that is still, won't say competition, but it's still like a first party bringing some of their games to another pla- to another first party um yeah. this would be the first one um because sega didn't bring their games to nintendo until they went out of business now there is some kind of like weirdness with it because uh shinobi was a game done i think by sega that was on the sega master system and somehow tension which was i think a side company of nepco they were able to bring uh shinobi on the nintendo platform even though they weren't supposed to uh that's why if you see tetris from tengen like at four thousand dollars for that cartridge it's because it's very rare and everything so um it's it's kind of weird not weird but it's really exciting to see that microsoft is somehow supporting nintendo in this manner um, and I know that for us as Nintendo players, we thought that, you know, with, with them acquiring Zenimax with Bethesda, that there would still be some games that uh, Microsoft would be like, yeah, we could still put this on Nintendo. But, you know, there was a cutoff after, I believe, um, the Wolfenstein uh, gang uh, with the two girls. Like, I think that was like the last one from them and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's kind of you know, surprising to see that they would go into this agreement for Call of Duty. Now I will say that from a lot of Nintendo viewpoints, they were asking for Call of Duty, but you know to get Crash and uh, Tony Hawk and uh, some of the uh, Blizzard games and stuff to be on Nintendo platform day and date. Um, that's kind of exciting for a lot of people because like those are the games that I think more people will prefer on Nintendo's platform than just Call of Duty, you know. Um, but I think that's that's kind of my viewpoint. It, like that's a big thing. And I got to say, I think ever since Minecraft 
with Microsoft being on Nintendo's platform, that has opened up huge doors because, you know, Sakurai put Steve from Minecraft in Smash Brothers. Like, as crazy as that seems, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's literally cool. And then Nintendo allowed Microsoft to make Mario content for Minecraft for Nintendo. Like, mm-hmm. and I could see at some point in time that Nintendo actually let Microsoft put some of their stuff on their platform. Would mm-hmm. it, and you know, and it could be cosmetics or whatever. And if that happens, if that works, I think it's not a merger, but I think that's good business for Microsoft itself because, man, to have a Mario Kart level in Forza Horizon 6 or something would be bonkers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be kind of neat. Or or, or even just have, like, where you could get, like, all the the different... um mario kart carts from you know like where you can like actually have them as as Mm -hmm. uh as cars that you can unlock and stuff like that would be neat well sorry i was gonna say remember back when soul caliber 2 came out and link showed up in that how much everybody Mm -hmm. lost their minds about that i mean people go crazy for when nintendo stuff shows up in there and coming into soul caliber that was such an explicit um version of nintendo there wasn't any illusions like you saw an old final fantasy game or old dragon quest game like this was straight up link in soul caliber if you have this kind of thing and this bridge going on in the future like people are gonna like that's it makes a lot of business sense for microsoft to want to be in bed with nintendo because they can put some of these assets into their games and people will eat it up i mean that that's a big it like I remember I was a kid and I, I lost my mind when Link was in there. I would lose my mind if I saw random Nintendo stuff in, in like you said, in a Forza game or in any other kind of Microsoft exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It like just from Soul Calibur two and Nintendo having that kind of relationship. Like Sakurai could have went with any other developer to make Smash Brothers, but yet he went to Bandai Namco, and like. Nintendo, Bandai Namco, Capcom, SNK, like a lot of the Eastern big developers who have made fighting games, a lot of their characters are in it. Besides, like, um, besides like Tecmo and stuff. Like, we don't have anyone for Dead or Alive in the in the series, but that all could change. You know, Konami don't have no fighters, but yet Silent Snake is in there. Like, that's crazy. I wanna. I want to see a Metroid Prime uh, Doom crossover. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. <laughs> or or like, even throw a Metroid Prime Halo Doom crossover. You could throw them all in there. I mean, yeah. that yeah. was like Metroid Prime and Halo were like, at the time of their release, those were kind of some competitors at the time. Seeing them shake hands is just would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Just... it's... Oh, go ahead, Jesse. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, because I could just see, like, the, you know, like, the whole mother brain, like, floating around, like, you know, Doom style, how they have all the, you know, the Doom care, the enemies just kind of all over. Like, I could see stuff like that. And, you know, and like, this. it would be, it would be kind of cool. Just like, or, 
like there's like have like mutations of the two characters the characters from both games that are a mix mixture of the characters from the two different games and things like that when the brain in Cartana comes, I'm not saying it right. Yeah, Cortana. Yeah. Cortana, Cortana. When the brain and Cortana coming together to ruin havoc in yeah. Metroid and in Halo, that would be the most insane. Like, if and if Nintendo was would be cool with it, that would be the most insane. DLC, because I know, because Nintendo would be like, okay, let's fly, let's go to three four three studios and make sure that they're getting right. You guys got some people from Retro still working there. Let's see what they could do. Because the thing, me and Corey, we talked about this. I I literally feel like Microsoft could learn a lot of development tools and making games and stuff from Nintendo and Nintendo could learn about Microsoft's online functionality to help mm-hmm. each other. Um, because I, I, I'm not, like I said, I was, I'm not, not good Microsoft in their games and stuff, but I'm like, you have seen when Nintendo has gotten involved into some other people's games, you have seen the results that have came from it. Bayonetta mm-hmm. 2 wouldn't have been popular the way that it was if Nintendo didn't have part of their hands in Bayonetta 2. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I mean and I mean like the differences, like you know, like I, I like to look at the differences in animated films, you know, like mm-hmm. American animated film versus uh a Japanese animated film are very, very different. They're very beloved in their own ways, but they're they're so different. And that, you know, and I look at it the same way with games. Like, they, it, they do, they come to the same conclusion in a different way. And that's what makes them so uniquely, you know, their own. Like, mm-hmm. so uniquely Japanese and so uniquely American, you know. Like, it, but yeah, they both, to be able to mix those, those, uh, those two together in some way, you know, if someone can do that would be would be an interesting, you know, project to see happen. Yeah. And, and I think Nintendo looked at High Five Rush. And the reason why I'm saying that is because Nintendo, of course, they have Elite Beat Ages, but they also have Rhythm Heaven, you know. <laughs> the, so they, and they're kind of like people know Nintendo music. And so to mix music in a platform action game like hi-fi rush i know nintendo had to look to be i i I think nintendo if they just looked at it and saw it i think they would appreciate what tango works did and everything to be like yes this is an american game but we are praising this american game because it has some kind of like Nintendo and it's Nintendo Nintendo meets Insomniac in design in a sense and it mm-hmm. works and I think they would listen and I, I think they would literally appreciate it because that's one thing that a lot of Nintendo players did appreciate by High Five Rush that for people who played it they were just like oh this is really game of the year like this stands out on this own nintendo couldn't do this i mean if they wanted to they they could try or they could do it but i think nintendo respects it from and i can't really speak for nintendo but i think there's a level of respect seeing something like that and everything Mm -hmm. like i would love to see what miyamoto thought if he had played high five rush 
and it clicked like that mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, but I'm gonna start with you, Josh. What game should Nintendo or what franchise should Nintendo bring to Microsoft? We're gonna start. We're gonna start with Nintendo bringing something to Microsoft. Then we're gonna reverse it. What one? What one game or series? Which you like to see Nintendo bring to Microsoft? That's a, that's a good question, Ed. I, you know, seeing what Nintendo did with this Metroid Prime Remastered was phenomenal, especially given kind of the dated equipment that the Switch runs on. At mm-hmm. this point, they know how to make it work and and look great. Can you imagine what that would look like if Metroid Prime Four showed up on like an Xbox with that technology? how well that would run, how gorgeous that would look. I mean, Microsoft has shown they know how to do alien sci-fi shooters. Like it's, they do it really well. And I I think Metroid, I think 3D Metroid in particular, I think side-scrolling would be a different story, but I think your Mm. 3D Metroid games, which is mainly your Metroid Prime, would do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, like that, that franchise in general is going to, you know, like it's going to be appreciated by the the Microsoft or the Xbox fans, I think the most, just because, because you know, like a lot of people who play on Xbox are, you know, like they're usually first person shooter heavy mm-hmm. or, you know, like stuff like that, like the Halos and the, you know, now all the, the uh, like Wolfenstein Doom you know, and all that, you know, it, it adds something similar, but not, you know, but still completely different to the point of where it's not going to get, you know, nothing's going to get lost and, you know, or be battling over each other. People are still going to want to own that and the new Halo game, or they're going to want to own that and the new, you know, Doom game or whatever, you know, like it's, it's different enough. Well, and, and that's one too that, you know, I, when I look at Nintendo's, they're, they're sacred cows there. You're looking at Mario, um, Legend of Zelda, and that's because those are like international successes. Metroid's mm-hmm. one of those ones that's a lot more popular in the West than it is um, in Japan. So mm-hmm. that's going to be one that I would see. They would probably be a little bit more okay with, you know, messing with a little bit of their formula, what they do, because that's not one of their sacred cows that's going to be one that's huge here but in japan it's they're indifferent to it they i mean they like it but it's not like it's liked over over here in the united states so I, you know letting microsoft really collaborate on that and do what they do well to to make a game you know it's nintendo doesn't feel like they're giving up their their golden goose but they're also allowing a very popular franchise in the west to to really thrive that i think would look very good and kind of going off of this point too, at another one, I think. How about we revive some F Zero on Xbox? Yeah. <laughs> if they can do Forza good, I bet we yeah. could have some fun looking F Zero stuff there. Yeah. Especially since how long has it been since we've seen a game, the GameCube? Not counting those Mario Kart things. Like it's yeah. been a while. Yeah, yeah, GameCube. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jesse, what one game or what game series would you want Nintendo to bring to Microsoft? Okay, so you know, like obviously, like I, I do think that Metroid 
is is you know probably one of the the bigger the bigger things that I would pick. But I'm actually gonna go a little bit different, and I'm going to actually go with Animal Crossing. Ooh, um, I think I think Animal Crossing, um, working with with the the uh, Minecraft like kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, like I could, I could really, really see those those two things existing in a in a world where where they can have some, you know, like learn stuff from each other. Like, like b- both of those games could benefit um, each other by by work if those teams were to work together um, and and kind of look at things, you know, like. As far as like Animal Crossing goes, I could I could see them benefiting from a system where you have different things that you can you can uh, you know get find and create you know put together to create more things that you can make uh-huh. and and use to build your world, and then you know Minecraft can also benefit from them from from storytelling, um, and and building like characters outside of just the ones you're playing as to really bring, you know, more, more personality to those worlds. Um, because I, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is like in the Minecraft uh, dungeons and stuff there, there is a little bit more lore and, and things going on in that, but I still think, you know, the animal crossing, you know, like with the way they do characters and stuff, like, is, is you know they did a really good job with that i mean like people are going to build a bear and getting these characters yeah built that, you know stuff that uh, build a bear and all that stuff and because you know they're so iconic now at this point as more and more people with the the latest you know animal crossing have gotten into the lore of that of those games Man, um, it- if Nintendo had Animal Crossing DLC for Minecraft, how quick would Microsoft's infrastructure for their store crash? Like, yeah. I, I like to call it the Ryu crash because when yeah. Ryu got announced for Street Fighter during that E3, the eShop crash was so <laughs> Man, that will... And, and I, I wouldn't say that, oh, they should just put it on Game Pass. No, if, if, if Nintendo said, hey... Here's some Animal Crossing DLC for $9.99 that you guys get. Um, it's Xbox exclusive for one whole year before it comes to Switch. Like, we'll hold off. And anyone yeah. who has anyone who has Nintendo Expression Online, you'll get it for free. Well, and they could like, do the whole they could do the whole um like so people who play Fortnite, like mm-hmm. Fortnite has been really, really good about bringing all this different content into the game. Yeah. And then they, they have these worlds, these, these you know, uh, fan-created uh, maps and things like that. But it's, it's, they're created by, like, by the company, um, you know, by, by the creators of, of Minecraft or of yeah. Fortnite, where you can go and they have a special world that's, like, uh, built around maybe some characters or whatever that they've got that they've introduced that are new or whatever. And I could see them making, doing that in Minecraft, having a a world or a map that you could go to where they would introduce the characters from, 
from uh, Animal Crossing and like, you know, have like their version of an Animal Crossing world and have like the houses and things like that that you can go to and visit with these these Animal Crossing characters and get to know them and learn about them and and then like have the DLC kind of um, based around around wanting people to go to this uh, map to go go visit the characters and learn about them mm -hmm. um, and even like maybe even do some story building in there where where you're you're learning about the lore but you're also learning about why these two worlds are coming together you know something like that like I, I could see I could see a lot of potential with that you know like it's it's just you know like when you have games like that where where people chances are the people who enjoy playing Minecraft or did enjoy playing Minecraft that have gotten mm. older probably play you know Animal Crossing now and it's like it's almost like a little bit more grown up version of that in some ways you know mm. like a little bit more advanced in some ways but not in others and that's why I was saying, like, I think the two of those companies could learn from each other a lot. Yeah. Well, well kind for... of adding into oh, that, too. Just, um, Josh. Sorry, I was saying, adding into that, um, if Animal Crossing is one of those franchises that very quietly would be very benefited from having a good online structure, um, having good internet access, because I'm in a couple of Animal Crossing groups on Facebook, and I hear the people talk. They go visit each other's islands, but as far as I'm aware, it's kind of in a limited capacity. If you could open up that internet um, bandwidth and, mm -hmm. and use some of the things that Microsoft does well, being a computer company, that would make Animal Crossing such a, it would really open up a lot of things there to online playability um, further than where it's at right now. And, you know, I think DLC and every and crossovers are a great approach. I, I also think that we have, it would be ripe for some very good technical upgrades that Nintendo just doesn't offer. And Animal Crossing is one that it's got a very deep following. People are the people who love this game really love this game. And being able to further enhance online capabilities for them would just be such a game changer for, for that franchise and its fans. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Media and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are... Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dirig, Francisco Santillan, and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. Uh, well, for me, I'm going to I'm choosing Eternal Darkness in Ninja Theory during the development, and the reason why I say this is because Ninja Theory, of course, helped it. Um, they know how to tell the story they know how to make a world look gorgeous and yet creepy like and i can't wait for hellblade 2 but i could just see them going all in on the eternal darkness too like of course the the psychotic thing on what they learned from hellblade like how do they incorporate this and then just building a world that looks a house that looks insane and scary and creepy playing on lights playing on shadow like 
as much as Nintendo, I love Nintendo doing the Luigi's Mansion games. Like, I love that scary. Tecmo, Tecmo is fine doing the uh, doing their stuff with the uh, Fatal Frame series. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like Microsoft needs horror. They need something to be like, oh, this is creepy. And I think Eternal Darkness is right on that level of psychological thriller, but also making it where it's just like, I'm going to put my controller down and I'm going to walk away from this game for a minute. Like, I like I need that fear, and I think Ninja Theory could do it. And, and still bring action and still like bring a story that's gonna draw people in but i think it's it'll, it would be literally a new direction and i know they're working on a new game along with hellblade 2 but i could just see them taking eternal darkness doing eternal darkness 2 and just going insane with this game like like i think it will put mark the discussion of microsoft's first party lineup in a whole different discussion like a whole different line to be like microsoft released all of these games that used to that nintendo allowed them to make which one is game of the year which one did something different which one is benefiting off of microsoft just not their hardware but the engines that those developers use to bring these beautiful intricate worlds and stuff that nintendo just like yeah they took our property you know they i mean we're allowing them to use our property to make games and we're getting paid for them real good but it's making people look at xbox differently and having their talk and of course people gonna be like well nintendo needs to be third party that's just microsoft having no nintendo is letting them use probably properties that they're not not saying that they're not interested in anymore but they just don't have a design idea from them and i think microsoft if they had their hands on it they could come up with with an idea they could rip something up and nintendo is over going to oversee it where there may be some battles here and there but nintendo can be like we want you guys to make sure that you're designing a game and not designing something to look flashy you know like we yes we want our step of approval approval and quality but we want it to be at a point where people are talking more about the game than more than with how the game looks and everything and i feel yeah. like eternal darkness could give could give them that leeway and if nintendo tell it if nintendo told platinum games do whatever y'all want in bayonet 2 in fact this princess peach uh outfit it's not sexy enough makes make make it sexy nintendo allowed platinum to do that and then went on their main way to make the games that they make and stuff and i think they could let microsoft do that but then it comes to what microsoft games can nintendo have to put on their platform jesse i'm gonna start with you what microsoft game would you give to nintendo for nintendo to go all out in Okay, so I was gonna kind of mention this just because I—I'll be honest—I I'd have to think a little bit more. But but I, what about uh, Fusion Frenzy? Fusion <laughs> Frenzy, Fusion Frenzy. Well, because I was thinking like that would be kind of fun if they brought Mario Party to Xbox and had a mm. Fusion Frenzy Mario Party crossover. Uh, but um. 
let's see, an, an Xbox to, to Nintendo. Uh, well, I mean, Ori's already been over there. But the thing with Ori, the thing with Ori is that the, uh, Microsoft doesn't own most studios. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Well, I I would I would like to see them do either either well probably Gears. I think Gears of War bringing something Gears of War mm. over over would probably be cuz like I could I don't know why but for some reason Gears of War to me seems like a a franchise that would do better in Japan I think because of the story yeah I think the story I think the story line and and kind of everything you know that it's about especially the the most recent you know gears I just think that 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 franchise would do better over over there than than like like Halo or something. But yeah, that's what I would go with Gears of War. All right. What about you, Josh? What Microsoft game or series would you give to Nintendo just to go all in? So I might show my Xbox ignorance a little bit here, but I think we're, I'm going to dig a little bit deep here. This one came to mind just from the fact of how big of a the Switch has become a really big RPG machine, both mm-hmm. in terms of retro games as well as some new ones. I think it'd be cool to see Fable show up on Nintendo console. <gasps> yeah. Really? I think yeah. so, because, I mean, the Switch is just shown right now, and whatever we do in the future, Nintendo's found that niche that... You know, I own a PlayStation 5, but my Switch is where all my my RPGs, my JRPGs, all those titles are there. And Fable being an action RPG game, um, one that really, I'm looking at the list here, the last game we had was um, really a while ago. Where was it? 2017, Fable Fortune came out. Um, There's one that's on the horizon that still doesn't have a date attached to it. But I mean, you Mm -hmm. go back to the 2004 uh, 2005 fable the lost chapters bringing those back maybe developing new games into there i mean nintendo has really shown how well they they play with these rpg um franchises yeah they don't have final fantasy but i mean dragon quest got one of its best iterations in, for 11 on the switch yeah it had its hardware limitations but that was the version that a lot of people were pointing to and saying this was a very good version of what a lot of people have argued is one of the best Dragon Quest games. If you bring Fable into that, then I think that could be a really big game changer there. And that's also me digging for for an answer because I look at the list and I just, as the hardware sits, I think Nintendo would be hard-pressed to pull over some of these franchises like Halo or Forza or something like that. But I look at mm-hmm. Fable and I think that's something that they could do something well with, especially given what they what they've helped do with Xenoblade Chronicles, seeing Fable in that format on the Switch, I think would be a very good addition to that, to that already stellar RPG lineup. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. There, I just singed uh, your eyebrows, Ed. <laughs> uh, no, because I thought you was going to go uh, Lost Odyssey or Blue Dragon. 
Yeah, those wouldn't be bad, but I just, I think I'm coming from a point of, because, so growing up, I only owned Nintendo consoles. I mean, we had a, mm. we had a Genesis 3 back in the day. We had an Xbox 360 for all of a month before we got, went through two of them that red ringed um, all the time. And then now I have a PlayStation 5, but I Fable was one I was always interested in. So I might be a little selfish on this one, but I do think it was it would be a franchise that they could that could really find a good spot on on Nintendo but no Lost Odyssey would be another good one too yeah oh wow well uh for me i am going to go with quantum break um and of course this is a game by remedy um and i don't know if microsoft still owns the rights to it or anything but I think Nintendo needs a story-driven game with live-action TV in it. Like, that kind of mixture, that combination, I think would do good on Nintendo. Um, definitely with Nintendo having a lot of their dramas. Is, I mean, not, not Nintendo makes it or anything, but in Japan, they have a lot of dramas. And some of their action... Uh, stuff like it, like if you go on Netflix and you watch some of their international shows, definitely from Japan or some other parts of Asia, you will see like, oh man, like the lighting, the style, this camera work. I'm like, this could be like literally a video game, and I think with Quantum Break, even though that's so Western and it's designed uh with Remedy, I'm like, I would love to see. What would happen if Rock Quantum Break was happening if they had another business in Japan? And that and that gameplay and storyline was like reflecting to where they do meet up uh and it caused like uh a quantum break three or something like that. Like quantum break one is what happened on in the USA. Quantum break two is what happened that they made this time dig in Japan, uh, and stuff. And somehow they both, uh, when it gets to the end of quantum break, I won't, I won't spoil it or anything. They somehow meet up with both protagonists from each other's game. And then quantum break could lead up. Like, just think of how, because Nintendo, you have some great animation. That zero, the Star Fox Zero cartoon is so good. Um, the Pikmin uh, show, the little shows are are good. The they acquired that movie company or that animated company. Uh, for them to make help, probably make shorts and and stuff like there. They could go, they could, Nintendo could go in and have them make some shorts, some commercials or TV parts for Quantum Break 2, you know, and still have Retro come in. You got Call of Duty developers, you got um, Halo developers, Battlefield developers, like, you know how to make an over the, over the shoulder shooter, like, you guys I'm not saying that Luigi's Mansion uh, had it, but there was that destruction uh, disaster game that happened on Wii. And I think that was a Nintendo game. So I'm like, y'all can make something out of this, but have it in like happening in Japan and stuff. 
you know. So I'm I'm going with Quantum Break for this one. Uh, so but now this is going to be a what this is going to be a surprise for you guys. What one game can Microsoft and Nintendo both work on and put it out on? either's platform or no not either's platforms they come together make a game and it's pc only it's windows only josh i'm gonna start with you with this one i was afraid you'd say that man that's a that's a good question and i'm totally filibustering here because i'm really trying to think Honestly, and and this might feel like a cop out. I think this would be the if they were to do that, this would be the best opportunity to come up with a new IP. Because I mean, we, we look at everything established. People are going to want what they want on on their consoles. If you're going to establish something like that, that's a Nintendo Microsoft joint effort. I feel like you've got to come up with something new, and I don't know what that would be. And I'm totally copying out because I'm trying to think of something that would really fit into oh, there. But... I've already got it. So, right, well, well, let's hear it then, Ed. Microsoft Pilot Wings, Pilot Wings Flight Simulator. Oh my goodness, dude! That will literally be amazing. Flight Simulator and Pilot Wings coming together for yeah. PC, dude. Yeah. How how? <laughs> Jesse, how much do you think that uh, controllers for like the flight controllers and everything, like the sales of that would jump? Yeah, yeah, because like it would be flight simulator, like legitimate, like like you're really flying a plane and have all the realism of of flight simulator, but mm-hmm. you're you're going, you know, you're doing different tricks and having to try to, you know, do different things you know in the worlds um but they could they could do the whole like almost like ar type thing where it's augmented reality where you're you could be flying and doing things like objectives like literally over where you live in the game like you know true for me i was about to say fire emblem because they have halo wars and warhammer 40k i think that's microsoft's now I think. Um, um, I don't know for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, I would have to look that up. But definitely with Halo Wars, like Fire Emblem being on PC with Microsoft and Nintendo coming together to work on that. Oh, heck yeah. Like, Corey could have his. Because think about it yeah. Fire Emblem meets Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like- like that's that's the pirate game Corey wants, and, and they could come together and and do that. Like, I I would be like, you know what? I'm about to invest in the PC so I could play this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course it could be on Series X, I guess. But I'm like, I want something PC, straight, just exclusively the PC and it's only Windows Central. Like only Windows have it. You can't play it on Steam. You can't play it on uh uh the other one. Um goodness why can I think of it? Uh GOG. Um, no Epic Games. Sorry Epic about Games. That. Or oh, GOG, yeah. Like 
then come together and make a fire emblem for PC in this pirate theme. So like, like in like your see of these data record is recognized in Fire Emblem, and you get those cosmetics or you get those ships, and like if you're playing Sea of Thieves, you have to look around to help your Fire Emblem gay. Like they could come together and then a Fire Emblem PC with Sea of Thieves cosmetics for like I could see that pilot wings. And Flight Simulator. A new IP. Nintendo and Microsoft coming together to make a new IP for PC. Like, that will... And I think because there are so many young teams teams at Nintendo, to get the... uh, to go to... come to America or Seattle or wherever and work with them to make a new game... For like PC, I think they will. I think it wouldn't be like a battle royal or anything, but I think it would be something. How do we make a game that anyone could play, jump in, and use Xbox functionality of of ease of access online and stuff? You know, of course, Microsoft will handle like the uh, the talking parts and stuff, like the online chat and everything. That would be very interesting in our thing, you know, just just seeing how Japan interacts with each other talking and stuff while America is doing that. Of course, of course, people are like, well, why won't they just do Splatoon? I'm like, yeah, they can do Splatoon, but I'm like a new IP between them would kind of like solidify them having a really great relationship and stuff. Yeah. You know. Because that would definitely push, not piss off Sony, but I think a lot of the Sony players would be not left out, but kind of feeling a certain type of way because they had to go this route to play and experience those games because Sony's not providing that experience. Not saying that they can't do that, that they can't do or make those games. They're just not providing that experience. Or or what if um, when the new like let's say Windows twelve can't uh, you know like you have your uh, all your basic um, programs that come with the mm-hmm. computer when you first get it and they and they get to make a new Mario Paint that's, <gasps> like their that's their paint their paint feature <laughs> that's, that's only on PC and it's on Windows and it's on Windows twelve. You know, like day and day, like I have fallen <laughs> in love with you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> because that would see. I'm trying to think of things that would make sense to only be on PC. Do like for just, for me that would make sense because like if unless if you want to have to buy a mouse again for your Switch, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> but, but guess about, what? Like, Computer already has one. Mario Paint PC, like that, cause just think about it. Just if you could still do the paint, still have the cover aspect, that music section, oh, mm-hmm. that would be insane to have like that music program along with being able to paint. So, and definitely you could start making movies and, and things like that, or make something animated with Microsoft's technology, like th- that. They could. Co- <laughs> yeah, they actually could. It gives them a sound effect. Like I, 
I could see that happening. Like, it, that would be so cool. And it'd be educational. If, if like, you... I don't know if the program would come free because sometimes Microsoft's charge for that program and stuff like that. But me and you, Jesse, we were talking about Microsoft doing a $100 or $120 a year for all the programs for PC. But it's also like part of Xbox and stuff like there. So mm-hmm. if you pay that 120 annually per year, you get like Word and Paint and all the special features um, mm-hmm. for their chat stuff and everything. Like, and if part of that was for that add-on or anything, if they did that, like Mario Paint PC, heck yeah, people, yeah. it people will only people will be excited because not only is that something for the family computer, but it's something that kids could get into, and mm-hmm. like for the people who are developing games and stuff, to have that on there, I think people will be like, oh, this is cool and stuff. Yeah. No, I think those are great ones. And I think I might go a little bit off the deep end here on one that I think would be fun for PC. Do you remember those games in the late 90s, Mist and Riven and the Journeyman Project? I would love to see if if Microsoft and Nintendo could work together and create either you know, bring in those studios or create a similar type of game that's maybe not point and click just because that kind of gameplay is a little bit archaic, but it's, but something that's just like those old school PC games. I mean, we see so many indies just really dive into what the SNES did or the NES mm-hmm. did. I think if you go on PC, there's a whole world of old point and click games that could really be updated or use, you know, newer games into that. I, I think... I, I look at like a, a franchise and I'm really I'm really digging back here so so bear with me, but the Journeyman project was is such an interesting Ooh. science fiction game that obviously is stuck under Presto Studios. I don't know if it's anywhere in particular, but if you could do something <gasps> like that, that would be a really cool thing. And and you know, Maybe you keep it point and click. Maybe you do something that you know makes the world not be pre-rendered Journey in the background. Man. But was it was that three games? Did they do three games? Yeah. So so you had the first Journeyman came out like we're talking the early nineties. They did mm-hmm. an updated version, I think, in the mid nineties, and then they released two others that had more. It was more um, voice actors in it. Um, to the the first Journeyman game was very much you were reading stuff that was updating you on your mission and and the voice acting was very stilted and everything like that and then you look at a game like mist there was no nobody said anything in that game you read everything in that one riven there was more but so funny thing josh um for world one-on-one podcast i think I, i gotta find an episode but i think we ended up talking to the developers of the journeyman did you from Presto yeah. Studios? Yes. Okay, that's pretty dope. That's a <laughs> that's a that was one of those games when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was doing, but I just would go play it. I just go run around, and it was like the concept was really cool, which I think would lend itself to some good storytelling, kind of to your point, and something that would work better on a PC than on a console. But like Journeyman was about um, had a very deep lore about. Mm-hmm. the 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 far future 
Um, aliens finally visited Earth after all the borders were knocked down. Everybody came together and became more of an Earth species rather than by country. And now they're trying to decide. And then there's some terrorist who wants to take out the aliens and start a war with the alien. Like, it just was a really interesting story that I think could build on something. So if you bring a game that, like, very story-driven or even create, like, a point-and-click type series. And again, maybe that's not the gameplay mechanic, but something oh, no. That, no, like that. Because Nintendo has the Femcon Detective Agency. Um, there are two games that were released in Japan that never came to America, um, and they got remade for Switch because I own I own both of them. So mm-hmm. I could see outside well, Monkey of Monkey Island. I, Monkey Island's another point and click that's yeah pretty popular now. So it's th- so there's funny a place that for that mentioned. type of gameplay. It's so fun. It's so funny that you mentioned the Journeyman because now I'm thinking of a remake of that, like. If this is gonna sound crazy, Nintendo does the artwork, Microsoft does the development. Like or if or like if like Yeah, I I would have to think about like how does Nintendo get involved with that? Because if if that could happen, I'm down for a journeyman's remake. And if they want to do point and click, that's completely fine with me. Like, go right ahead. So it Stick looks it like the developer is Presto Studios. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you thinking of Jesse? Oh, I, I he can finish first. I, I'll I'll say it later. Oh, I just okay. was saying there's a couple of different publishers: Bandai, Sanctuary Woods, and Red Orb Entertainment. All help publish it. Um, okay. I don't know if Presto Studios still does. Okay, they were they closed. Yeah, they they shuttered in two thousand and two, so that's an IP that's just kind of sitting around right now. Yeah. Okay, Jesse, what would you say? <laughs> well, I was just trying to think of old school like games that used to come, you know, on on Microsoft, like on Windows or whatever, like when you'd get the the. the PC or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what if they did a Bomberman Minesweep? Game? Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Even though that's Konami, I yeah, I'm down no. for that. I, yeah. I would love that. That that would probably be cool and everything. Uh, but everybody, that's gonna be it for a Nintendo Pop Like Expansion Pass. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Josh. You guys have blown my mind because now I'm thinking of. <laughs> See all your games that you guys talked about and brought to the table <laughs> happening because, like, like I said, I mean, Nintendo and Microsoft fans would definitely benefit from that. It it would it would do something to the industry and the way that we look at games when two first party companies come together to make it. Now, for the business side, that's very up in the air because one could be successful, one might like actually fall but to get the idea of games like that happening on each other's platforms and them just working not saying that it can never happen or anything uh what you what you thinking of I, I was just thinking of another one like i would actually like to see sea of thieves and pokemon have a crossover and like where you could have like the different Pokemon coming out of the water while you're out in your ship and stuff. Oh wow! 
be like, hey, matey, what the heck is that? The it's, one fish that doesn't instead fight. Of cannon, instead of cannonballs, you'd be shooting pokeballs. Oh, wow. <laughs> shooting <laughs> gold orbs. Uh, but yes, everybody, it, just it, as wild and as imaginative as it is, um, I think Nintendo and Microsoft. I really hope they continue to have a great partnership. I hope, hopefully, if they ever decide to do make games for each other or put some Nintendo games on PC, I hope Microsoft is there to help them and vice versa. I hope Nintendo's there to help Microsoft, like, really help and create some games and, and stuff and just, just to learn from them to be like, man, they really, this is how they think outside the box of design. We should incorporate that, not steal it, but just like let that influence us. Or in you know encourage us to make games better. So, uh, but thank you, Jess, uh, Jesse. Thank you, Josh. Everybody, we will see you next time on Nintendo Expansion Pass. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Nintendo Expansion Pass is part of Nintendo Power Block and is a product of Boss Rush Media LLC. The show is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio, and is hosted by me, Edward Varnell. My co-host is Corey Deering. You can find Corey at HD on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting the Boss Rush Podcast and Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast. Follow Expression Pass as part of Nintendo Powerblock and on all social media platforms at Powerblock Podcast. You can also follow Boss Rush Media and Boss Rush Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Boss Rush Network Discord and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.